It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live! <laughs> Hold on, there it is. There they are. <laughs> Hello everybody, how are you? Welcome to Monday. Uh, almost end of Monday here in the West Coast and probably the end for many of you. Great to see you guys. See the 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 usual cast of characters in the chat room. Happy to see you guys in there as well. Um, I'm excited for next next week's show because I ordered a new device that lets my camera hang where the picture is, so I can look at what I need to on the screen. You know, now when I look down, um, I'm not looking at the camera. When I look up at the camera, I can't see what I need on the screen. So this is a, a little Lucite device that hangs it to the middle of the screen. I'm very excited to get that. Um, anyway, today we are going to listen to the top 10, which I know you guys really enjoy doing. And I've got some really big news, some exciting news. And that is that I have confirmed, booked and confirmed our, uh, oof, our keynote for this year's Taxi Road Rally, which begins registration at, you know, pick up your badge Thursday night, November 3rd. Uh, panels and classes all day on Friday, November 4th, Saturday, November 5th, and Sunday, November 6th. And our keynote this year is gonna be Miss Michelle Bell. She is the Vice President of Creative at Rock Nation. Um, she's a creative, I'm reading a bio here, creative and savvy entertainment professional with a proven track record of success. As a music publisher and A&R person, she's signed four Grammy-nated uh, multi-platinum songwriters and producers. As a pop songwriter and producer herself, her melodies, lyrics, and production talents have contributed to the sale of over 40 million albums worldwide. Uh, she's worked with J-Lo, Britney Spears, Sean Diddy Combs, Timbaland, Mary J. Blige, and Nas. Um, her resume includes extensive experience licensing a varied and diverse catalog of songs with the biggest film, TV, ad, gaming, tech, uh, and digital platforms around the world. She's got a vast network of resources and long-standing relationships throughout the entertainment industry. I know that for a fact, because I know her well. I enjoy building bridges and connecting the dots between music, film, TV, tech, talent, and brands in the music and publishing and client relations space. Um, her specialties are sync licensing, A&R, business development and partnerships, music publishing, negotiation and contract literacy, marketing and social media promotion strategy, talent scouting and song placement, and of course, songwriting and music production. Yay! So that is Michelle Bell. Um, you guys will probably remember that for a number of years, she was actually a screener at Taxi. Sorry, fixing my earbuds. And um, has been on Taxi TV several times and been on panels at the Road Rally. I was really struggling this year. I wanted to get somebody who, I always struggle with this. Every time I book a keynote for the Road Rally, it's like half the audience is songwriters and artists, and the other half is film and TV, and there's probably some crossover in the middle. So if I get somebody who's like a hit songwriter, the film and TV people are like, oh. if I get somebody who's a music supervisor, the songwriting people are like, oh. 
So I decided to try and find somebody that really checked all the boxes, and Michelle Bell really, really does that. And the coolest thing about her is she literally, I think, got on a bus from Ohio many years ago, came to L.A. and just found her way, and she is one of the hardest working people I've known in the music industry. I could not be more proud of her, could not be more honored to be uh, a friend of hers, and uh, we were thrilled. I would say she probably screened here a taxi for about three, four, five years. Um, many of you out there, I'm sure, have had your music uh, screened by Michelle Bell. So I think that she is going to be a great addition to the road rally, and I really look forward to having her. Oh, my goodness, we're speaking French in the chat room today. Anyway, uh, let's get down to business. Straighten out my notes here. And yes, we are going to give away a couple books during this episode, one of which is going to be uh, Steve Barden's book, Writing Production Music for TV. The other one, of course, is Robin Frederick's classic, which is Shortcuts to Hit Songwriting. I was supposed to have a new box of those for giveaways uh, today when I got here. I thought they arrived on Friday. Turns out what arrived on Friday was actually a box of printer cartridges. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> So I don't have a book of Robins to hold up, but hopefully they'll come in the next few days and we'll be able to send whoever the winner is of that their very own copy in the mail. Uh, get rid of that. And that is good. Okay, so you ready to listen to some top ten? Uh, I know I am. Arena Shiloh says she is amazing as a songwriting advisor. You betcha she is. Um, all right. Okay, so right off the bat, number one, we are going to listen to, this is called Wild One. This is from our featured artist this month, whose name is Danny Strong. Let's have a listen to Wild One. Let me know how your levels are, please.
that was the one. <laughs> I love her voice. I love the engineering on that. I love the drum sounds on it. Whoops. <laughs> there were a lot of things on that that I love. So good job, Danny Strong. Um, I believe she's from Australia. And by the fact that Anelda Dispense is like, yeah, go team <laughs> in the chat room, I would believe that she is from Australia. Um, all right, I screwed up by letting that one start all on its own, but I am having a tough time there. Okay, next one up to bat is a song called Let It Go. This is by Nick Kozich. Um, it looks like we're going to miss the first note, but unfortunately the laptop is not cooperating, so sorry, Nick, your first note, not going to be there. Shame. Here we go. This is Let It Go. So it can no longer 
fast enough on the trigger. That was great. That was Let It Go by Nick Kozich. Um, somebody in the chat room asked, do the A&R people at Taxi only look for pop rock or whatever genre those two are in? And the answer is definitely not. And just so you know, uh, most of the regulars know this, but I should repeat it every now and then. The top 10 show that we do every month and the top 10 on the website doesn't mean these are the absolute top 10 most amazing thing out of thousands of members all over the world. What it means is that when our A&R people are doing their screening, they hear something go, that's really good, even if it's not right for the particular listing that it's been sent in for. So they just kind of put the stuff in an electronic bin and hang on to it like, this is good, we should feature it sometime. So there, there's no agenda, there's no actual voting for top 10. It's just stuff that people on the staff here, um, people on the A&R team here, then they put it under the nose of the full-time A&R staff at Taxi, and they listen to it and determine what gets featured in the top 10 on the website every month and the show as well. Um, and for the per whoever asked, you've scrolled now off of my, uh, out of my vision uh, in the chat room, but uh, you should go to taxi.com and look at submit music in the top menu bar, submit music. And that will show you, take you to the page where all of our opportunities are, and you can see all the different genres that we are currently looking for. Um, yeah, it, it's everything. Uh, I, there are actually quite a few people in the music industry that use Taxi as a guide to see where things, what's hot right now, because we get requests from all over the industry. So we're a pretty good barometer of that. Um, and don't forget, we're going to give away a couple books later in the show. I also, you know what? Um, I saw something the other day I want to tell you guys about. Uh, I don't know if any of you are familiar with a guy named Bob Lefsetz. He uh, has been publishing a thing called the Lefsetz Letter for many, many years. Um, he's a music industry observer and commenter. He's very smart, uh, sometimes rubs people the wrong way, but I personally think that more often than not, uh, his observations are pretty keen. Um, I should disclose that I know him personally. We've gone out to dinner several times over the years, um, but that doesn't influence the, what I think of his newsletter. Some days I look at it and go, geez, Bob, <laughs> and I don't agree with him. Other days I look at him and go, man, that's really insightful. So he published uh, one of his uh, commentaries on the decline of new music probably a week or so ago. And a guy named Steve Page responded. Um, I think that there are like 70,000 or 100,000 people on the list. And major label CEOs, major rock stars, I mean, major, major rock stars are on this list. Um, his name is Bob Lefsetz, L-E-F-S-E-T-Z. You can find him at lefsetz.com and sign up to get his emails. Um, anyway, and he sends several a day. I mean, it's, it's hard to keep up with them because many of them are like 500 words long, sometimes a thousand words long, and he will push out two, three, four of these a day. Apparently he never sleeps and has no other life other than typing. Um, Anyway, so Steve Page, I want to say, wasn't there a Steve or maybe a Stephen Page that was in the band Bare Naked Ladies, I think? Anyway, um, Steve Page responds, uh, this is exactly what so many new artists and producers, this is, this, you'll see. 
uh, don't understand. People don't realize that they're in competition with their idols. That's important. It's literally the same marketplace. There is no minor league to hone your craft and create a buzz. If you're confident you're ready for the big league, streaming services say, sure thing, good luck. The music business thrives on this kind of music hobbyism. Sounds like my dad's quote. You know, if you treat it like a hobby, it'll pay you like one. Um, music business thrives on this kind of music hobbyism, selling the dream and the idea that everyone deserves a seat at the table. No one wants to tell somebody they aren't good enough. Well, apparently Steve Page doesn't know taxi because that's our job. We're, we do. We tell people when they're not ready yet. That's what we're good at. That's the one thing that we do. Especially, uh, don't nobody wants to tell someone they're not good enough, especially when, especially not when they can profit off lying about it. This was not always the case. So uh, he's referring, I believe, to you know the companies, the the streaming companies, and the distributors that get the music out to the streaming companies, because it, it's the wild west. It's a free for all. There is nobody filtering that stuff. Uh, and he goes on to say, it would be like giving film students, think about this, it'd be like giving film students the ability to upload their senior projects directly to Netflix or Hulu for a fee. Are you sure you want to compete with Stranger Things or Love is Blind or Top Gun? To your point, I think he means to left set's point, uh, even if you manage to create something beautiful, interesting, fresh, or good, there's barely an audience to support it. No one has the time or energy to sift through all, sift through it all, and few outlets offer meaningful criticism anymore to help with the sifting. Um, yeah, the rest of it doesn't really matter, but uh, I, I just found that interesting. Apparently, uh, Steve Page doesn't know taxi and isn't aware that we are professional sifters and have been for 31 years. Um, and yeah, that I've always said the music industry needs a filter, but I really liked his comment. I thought that was pretty insightful, um, Steve Page's comment, that, you know, it's funny. Anybody can get their music up through through CD Baby, TuneCore, whatever, you know, several of the distributors out there and get it on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever, you know, tons and tons of different um, places that are purveyors of music. Uh, there is no filter other than the financial aspect of it. And, um, <clears throat> but yet, it's not true on Hulu and it's not true on, uh, on Netflix. It's not true on HBO Plus. You know, any, any of the TV services or streaming video services, um, yeah, somebody working on their senior project uh, in film school can't put their stuff up there. So I thought that was a pretty keen um, observation. And uh, where was it? Oh man, there was something else that I wanted to say. Hmm, or that I wanted to read. Apparently I left that page somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, he went on to talk about uh, that there's no musician middle class, um, that you're either, you know, a rock star or a nobody. Um, 
Oh, here it is. I think it's possible to chart a course that looks something like a music middle-class career in music if you have a work ethic. Don't give up. Play the game and get some luck. Same as it always was, but most musicians and artists I meet don't know the first thing about how to actually earn money making music, how royalty streams work, or most importantly, who they're in competition with. So the phrase, uh, middle class, and I thought, I think I might have actually coined that phrase many, many years ago. So I, went, I googled my name and the phrase musician middle class, and I found this on a site. It was in several places, but I copied this from um, Wikidom or something like that. Uh, musician middle class. The phrase musician middle class was created by former recording engineer, producer, and founder of Taxi in 2005, 17 years ago, to describe the increasing number of active musicians who, make, who can make uh, a living from creating and marketing their own recorded music. The advent of low-cost, high-quality recording equipment combined with the increased number of independent record labels uh, and available placements in film and television has propelled this growth. Um, scan, I'm not going to read this whole thing, it's kind of long. Opportunities for music placement in film and TV has allowed a large number of songwriters and composers to monetize their craft regardless of age, gender, or lack of rock star image, uh, excuse me, uh, that were requisite with the major record labels. Um, the increasingly large number of songwriters and musicians who are having their music uh, placed by music publishers and independently licensed has, cle has clearly defined the musician middle class. Yay! Um, scanning for more good stuff. Through companies such as Michael Lasko's Taxi, uh, as well as other outlets, there's an ever-increasing group of musicians that are earning a steady and livable income from their music, and they have begun to use the term musician middle class while embracing uh, the lifestyle. Since the internet is such a large factor in this growing community, there are many articles, message boards, social networking sites, and blogs that have already added the term musician middle class to their lexicon. I should have trademarked that back in the day. Oh well. Anyway, I still believe in the concept and uh, I think that uh, many of you guys who show up every week for these shows and participate in the Quarantini Happy Hours for a year and a half or whatever that was, um, you get it, you know? You can earn a sustainable living through music, but you got to work hard. Nobody's going to hand it to you. Anyway, so I was glad I ran into that, thought I'd share it with you. And now I have to type in the password again on this baby computer one. All right, um, so we are back to the top 10. And, oh, look at that. Next person up is none other than Anelda Spence, who's in the chat room and apparently not from Australia, South Africa. And I think I actually talked to her about that recently, but um, being as old as I am, the memory is starting to go. So here we go. Excuse me, this song is called Money by Anelda Spence. And it was made of gold Some people 
Yes, that was a money, a money. That was a, a Nelda Spence doing money. Um, and just dropping a little uh, preview, she will be our passenger profile, not in the July taxi newsletter, but in the August. And yes, Nelda, I had you on my call list for last Thursday. I just noticed about 10 minutes before the show. So with any luck, I'll call you tomorrow. We'll set up a time and do that video. But I'm excited to interview you. Uh, big fan of your music. I would love to hear you and Danny Strong collaborate on something. I think the combination of your voices and attitudes would be cool together. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, uh, and the current Taxi newsletter should be out in a day or so. And don't forget to check out part two of the Anelda Myberg interview, which has gotten a lot of great feedback. People are loving that interview. So the ladies are stepping up to the plate and making some great music lately, and we'd love to see them featured. And next up we have a song called Traveler by NAX. Let's have a listen.
Atlas Traveler by NAX. I assume it's NAX because it's all caps, not NAX. Um, I gotta say, I love the background vocal stack on that. Um, great choices of harmonies. Um, you could hear all the voices in the stack, yet they sounded cohesive and well blended. Um, love the bass and drum sounds. A lot of great stuff in that. Um, Hey, Will Derryberry, your name came up the other day. People were saying nice stuff about you in the hallway here at Taxi. I can't remember who it was or what, but I do remember like Thursday or Friday of last week. Um, yeah, your name came up and uh, they didn't say any bad stuff about you. <laughs> no, it was, it was all really nice stuff. Like, nice guy, really talented. So yay, good job. Um, all right, next up we have a song called Say My Name by Diana Del Sol. Let's have a listen to that. Say My Name. Say my name if you can, if you dare. Say it louder, make it sound
I was sitting here, great job, Diana. Love that song. Uh, sitting here thinking, wow, that would be great for like end title credits um, or a James Bond film. Ooh, be really good. And all of a sudden, people are writing 007, 007. So pretty obvious to all of us. Um, Peter Rahill says, theme for a concealed carry. There you go. Um, yeah, really, really, really good. And, and somebody, I think it was maybe Ken Messer, was commenting how just overall the quality of the engineering and production, you know, every week, it's just like, wow. And, and frankly, I don't think that the staff has to look that hard. There was a time, you know, 10, 20 years ago where we really had to scramble to do a top 10. Um, and now it's like we have too much stuff. Um, we could do a top 20, I guess. Um Anyway, uh, that was great. Um, all right, moving on. We're like really making great time here. Huh, maybe we'll hang out and do a little Q&A. Actually, I have some road rally stuff I want to ask you guys. Um, you know what? I want to ask you one thing right now, just because we have quite a bit of time to burn. I don't know what made me think of this last night, but I did while I was lying. Wait, coyotes woke us up. Uh, they were somewhere within a couple hundred feet of our house yelping at like three o'clock this morning. And they woke me up, couldn't fall back to sleep for a while. And of course, I, this time of year, if I wake up, the first thing my mind goes to is the road rally and I get all panicky and stressed out thinking about all the details. Uh, and of course, every year I want to make it better than the last one. And we especially want to make this one great because it's our first in-person road rally in a couple of years. Um, by the way, registration, I, I was a little concerned, you know, some people that I love and have seen for many, many years, the road rally, just a very few were getting feedback from the staff. That it's like a one to 2% factor. Um, people are saying, you know, my spouse doesn't want me to come. They're afraid I'll bring COVID home. Um, but very little concern about COVID. I think everybody's had it, not that that makes you immune anymore, but um, um, my daughter, her husband, and their two kids currently have it. It's amazing. Uh, our seven-year-old granddaughter knows the term. Um, oh gosh, what was it I said earlier, Liz? Uh, oh, I can't think of it. Uh, when, when you've got um, when, asymptomatic, for a, a kid who's like, almost, she's almost seven, uh, to even have the word asymptomatic in her lexicon is mind-blowing to me. Um, anyway, I was thinking about the road rally, waiting for the coyotes to shut up and go to somebody else's yard. And um, I thought, what about doing, you know, we do listening panels where, you know, maybe we'll do an instrumental cue listening panel with a bunch of music library uh, executives up there. Um, we'll do songs for film and TV, songs for record, records. And uh, I thought, you know, I don't think we've ever done in 25 years of doing the road rally. I don't think we've ever done like members, like some of our all-star members of which we have many now, but, you know, put together a panel of four or five of those people and put them on stage and let them comment about the stuff that's played so is that something uh type in a plus one if you like that idea i was a little concerned after i had the idea that people wouldn't like it because the members would just be giving their opinions um 
but wouldn't sign anything as other panelists, you know, actually own companies and can sign stuff. But uh, I, I like the idea. And then I took it a step further, which I'll tell you about in the middle. Hey, Jan Wyland. Good to see you in the room. What is the idea? Damn it, Arena, pay attention in class. Uh, the idea is to have a listening panel where the judges on stage, and I mean judges in quotes, um, are taxi members, um, you know, some of our better known, very successful taxi members. Um, okay, so you guys like that idea. Uh, All right, so now I took the idea even further. Um, and the idea, the more developed version is, what if we actually turned it into a contest uh, where we had the judges hold up a one, two, three, four, or five card uh, and maybe even have add an audience applause meter to it and the person who wins the contest gets a prize, a guitar, a keyboard, a few hundred bucks, something, I don't know, whatever the prize will be. Um, do you guys like the idea of doing like a, a, a contest? <laughs> um, or is that not in our nature to be so contest? Anyway, type in, uh, yeah, like ice skating. So if you like that idea even better than the regular listening panel, type in plus two. Ice skating contest. <laughs> yeah, we taxi generally isn't about contests, but I thought it might be something new and different. I'm trying to come up with something um, that we've never done before. But that's why I'm asking you guys. You guys are my best sounding board. All right, so the contest idea looks like it didn't go over all that well, so I will probably scratch that off my list of possibilities. All right, well, thank you for your help. Time to move on and get back to work here. Um, next one up is from Daytona Chase, and this is called Party Don't Stop. Let's have a listen. Yeah, I feel a spark in here. Somebody got a light. Yeah. Now's not the time for you to be polite. No. Try to jumpstart the night till we all, we right. all right. Gotta get the mood going till we excite. I feel good though, but you should know. The party here won't stop the shape says so. Yeah. Feeling hype like I drank an espresso. I came to win like that dude at the blood so. And everybody looking fine in here. Tonight's the big night. Shine bright like a chandelier. No don't interfere. What I know is clear. Something's going on tonight as a souvenir. And you are part of my night, so what I don't see I could just stand and fight, I know you want me And I can be a guarantee All I know is you need to dance with me Working hard to play
I came for a good time. Good time. To blow off some steam, I know I work hard. Oh, I work hard. Nine to five, no in between. Nah. I can't a body. Part of my night, so what I don't see, I could just stand and fight. I know you want me, and I can be a guarantee. All I know is you need to dance with me. Working hard to play like this, no such thing as average. It's time for a gathering, but it don't stop till you finish your drinks. Working hard to play like this, no such thing as average. It's time for a gathering, but it don't stop till you finish your drinks. Get them, baby. I just came to party. Yeah. Let's blow off some steam. Gotta blow off some steam, baby. I just came to party. Have fun. You know what I mean. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Love that ending. Um, Bob, how are these songs selected? Okay, Bob, I'm going to repeat this one time for you. Um, they're actually not random, but it's just that the A&R team, when they're screening for the listings, if they hear something, whether it's a forward or a return, and they like it and think that other members should hear it, they put it into a bucket, so to speak, and then that bucket at the end of the month is reviewed by the guys um, on the regular A&R staff that are here every day, all day, and they take the stuff from the bucket and put together a top 10 list. They look for diversity of styles. They look for diversity of genders, I would imagine. Um, there is no absolute mandate. They just you know, mix it up a little bit. Like, I'm sure we could do like an all-country playlist or an all-hip-hop playlist or all-guys, all-ladies, whatever. But they don't. They try to mix it up. And uh, just stuff that they hear and they go, wow, that's really cool. So that's how you get picked. Either that or, you know, give somebody a foot massage and maybe you'll get on the list. No. <laughs> could you imagine? I would. That's a job I would not want to do. Um giving foot massages. Nope, not my cup of tea. And I'm pretty neutral on feet. Don't love them, don't hate them. Couldn't do the foot massage. Um, all right, moving on. The next one up is called Good Times and it's by Kartik Kuna. Uh, all my levels are set, everything's ready to go. 
here we go. Good Times by Karti Kuna. Love that guitar. I just want to have a good time, y'all. Is that so much to ask? I'll tell you a little something about it. Yeah. I'ma hit you up on FaceTime. I don't really want to waste time. We're locked in a bubble. I want to pop it. Don't want to get you into trouble. Do you remember when we got high? Hey, chicken tacos on the corner of nine nine. There ain't no feeling like this, like this. Do you remember when we moved our body? All night feeling extra naughty. There ain't no feeling like this. No Netflix Do you wanna chill, play safe, forget reckless Cause I got all the time in the world Ain't nobody going anywhere, girl Don't you remember when we moved our body All night feeling extra naughty There ain't no feeling like this So cool. I mean, as soon as I heard that guitar, I loved it. Yeah, B3 was awesome in there. Um, it actually sounded like the vocals. Either somebody masterfully uh, knows how to masterfully use reverb and delay, or is actually done in a real studio. You could actually hear the room, which I thought was cool because I love that. I love the sound of a good room. <clears throat> anyway, that was Good Times by Kartik Kuna. Um, something I keep meaning to do is go back and take like two years of top 10 lists 
and pick out like my favorite 10 of all these. It's going to be hard when I finally get around to do it that. Um, all right. We've only got three more to go. I got another half an hour. Maybe we'll hang out. Maybe I'll go home. Uh, Robbie Hancock got me all excited about chicken wings. Um, by the way, I do make wicked buffalo wings. Wicked, I tell you. Um, okay, next, I love the name of this one. Uh, this one's by Jessica Weinberg, and the title of the song is Pause Button. All right, here we go. Great guitar sound. Little boy tears wrapping paper Off one present after another Wearing a smile brighter than The party balloons he's under Friends and family are here to celebrate Not worrying about a thing But keeping cake on the plate But in a little while It'll be back to the grind Will all be a memory in the backs of their minds. I wish there was a pause button for this kind of moment. A moment so perfect, but gone before you know it. Nothing we can do to make it last. By the time we get the time to live it up, that time has passed. And we're back to real life all of a sudden. I wish there was a pause button. restaurant table holding each other's hands married four years today but feeling newlywed romance candlelight and wine words of love are whispered but before long they'll be home paying the babysitter for now they'll enjoy this time together
great song and it proves a point. People always say, oh, you can't get a song cut anymore unless you get a full-blown demo, um, which by the way, the demo studios in Nashville are so incredibly good that the players on the demos, the engineers on the demos, everything comes out sounding like a record. Um, but this is a great example of a well-crafted song can get over with nothing more than a guitar and a vocal. I think there's, you know, a background vocal on this, a harmony part, but wow, you know, just that good. Um, oh, somebody asked a question, I want to answer it. Uh, oh no, it was Anelda saying she had to go give a four-year-old a bath. Like, Anelda, what the hell's your problem? You give your kids a bath? No, you fill up the tub with water and say, go in there, Johnny, jump in and, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Never leave a kid alone in a room with that much water. Um, wow, only two more. This went by way too quickly. All right. Um, this one is called Hold On. It's by Jonathan Castro. Let's have a listen. Maybe one day we'll wake up. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing my brothers out here dead in the streets, man. For nothing, really. How you gonna be my brother if you wanna kill me? Shoot me in the head, stab me in the back. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Me, that is. OD. Holla. I give my life not to see another brother suffer. One cuff, one dead in the morgue under the cover. Now, what was the reason? One behind bars and the other not breathing. And I'm still not believing. Murder was the case on that Sunday evening Two colors, they was beefing Now that semi-automatic got that boy mama grieving Cause her son fell victim to the throne Cause her son never ever coming home Sixteen shots, put him in a box Deep in the earth, corpse covered up with rocks And uh, that other man glad to see Two brothers gonna believe the one suffer from the tragedy Young boys in correctional facilities You're mad enough to feel Accept the punishment and let it be I don't want to see my people suffer no more And I don't want to see my brothers dying no more And I don't want to see my mother's crying no more And I just got to, I just got to Hold on to you, hold on to you Motion his body lay stiff on the asphalt rhythms of rapid fire weapons, brutal assault. Homie hit by four slugs in his mug, he's the arrest. Dead on the scene, her legs shattered his chest. Nevertheless, that's another brother gone. Hot Saturday morning, dressed in black with his suits on. Everybody getting gone quick. And every time I turn around, another brother getting dealt with. It kinda makes me wonder I know it sounds sorta crazy But I wonder how I'm going under Cause it's a thin line Between life and death Cherish your days Cause the second only separates Every being from eternal sleep Thou should not kill So why everybody got heat My peeps We living on the border Days of torture We trying to send each other to the corner I don't want to see my people suffer no more And I don't want to see my brothers die Crying in the morning And I just got to 
to, I just got to hold on to you, hold on to you. He was totally taken by surprise, eyes wide, that's the way he died. Cause a bullet broke his stride, he was gracefully blazed by a bullet from a black man, gunplay midday. My brothers died the wrong way, parental guys to fight as an adolescent, punished as a juvenile. Some homies never learned a lesson, disrespecting and stressing his mom's out. Peace played a big part, they turned his young parents out. Searching for love, he couldn't get it home. Too long, and we're making ourselves suffer. Hey, we gotta wake up, man. We must wake up. Everybody, just hold on. Say we coming real soon. Wake up, y'all. Wow, that was pretty incredible. Gotta say, um, the narrative, the performance. By the way, you got several of you commented that the vocal sounded a little too low, which I don't know that I agree with. Um, but I want you to know that in the upcoming Taxi newsletter, it should be out in a day or so, um, there's a video in there how to use the expander that comes with Logic Pro 10. Um, I, most people don't really understand what expanders do. They know what compressors do, but they don't know what expanders do. And there's a really good video that I saw that really shows how to use an expander well to make a vocal ride above the mix. Not like, whoa, that's loud, but like sit where it should in the mix. And back in my day, back in my day, used to walk to school in my bare feet and four feet of snow, 10 miles each way every day. Anyway, back in my day, uh, when I first started in the studio, we had live chambers, EMT plates. Um, we had 1176s, we had LA3s, LA2s, um, and we had an expander and I can't remember who made it. We had even tied digital delays which they were state-of-the-art back then and they were horrible compared to what's out there today. Uh, but they were the best in the business at the time and they were like you know a triple rack space they weighed about 30 pounds just tons of PC boards loaded with chips in there. Um, they just didn't sound that good. Now I didn't grow up in California I grew up in a farm town in Illinois we had plenty of snow there. Um, anyway, very limited outboard, but one of the things we had was an expander and just an observation that I made was that that piece of outboard rarely, if ever, got used because people didn't really understand how to use it well, myself included. Um, 
yeah, watch the video. When the newsletter comes out in a couple of days, watch the video on how to use an expander because I thought it, it uh, nope, not, not an oral exciter. It wasn't made by DBX, wasn't Valley People. Um, it wasn't even tied, I don't think, because all their stuff was like digital delays. Maybe it was Yuri. Um, I don't know. Any, anyway, um, I remember spending like half a Saturday, you know, when I had a day off and I went in the studio and said, okay, today I'm going to teach myself how to use an expander. And it was really, really hard to get good sounding results out of it. Um, nope, not Aphex, not Orban, definitely not JBL. Uh, that song was called Hold On by Jonathan Castro. Anyway, um, watch the video um, because if you've got Logic Pro, you've got an expander. Um, and it looks to be a like it's a useful one that's easy to operate. Um, all right, here we go. Last one for the day. And those of you who were commenting that no instrumentals today, well, apparently uh, the A&R staff heard you because... The last one of the day is called Deep Dive, and it says Instrumental, and it's by Greg Shearer. Let's have a listen. Okay, good to go. Blast off. Whoops. Not that blast off. Here we go. Gotta love that piano.
Very cool. Uh, made me want to go home, crack open a bottle of wine, and uh, oh no, I don't really drink wine. I don't drink much of anything. Um, and listen to some gigantic speakers and just chill out in my stressless chair, which I don't have either. Um, all right, well, we are done early, 20 minutes early. Do we want to do Ask Michael Anything, or can I go home and make dinner? <laughs> Which song is that? That's called Deep Dive by Greg Shear. It's not that I never drink. I get headaches, all forms of alcohol. Book giveaway. Oh, book giveaway. Thank you, Liz. Um, all forms of alcohol give me a headache, so why bother? All right. Well, first thing we're going to do is give away, and I'm sorry to say, this one's got a, a slightly, oops, no wonder it's got a bent cover. This is the one that Steve Barden gave to me. So uh, I will get another one out that doesn't have a bent cover. Um, let's ask Michael what he's having for dinner. Um, we are making steak subs at the Lasco household tonight. By the way, um, Trader Joe's has a beef rub, a barbecue rub that is in a little brown can with a metal lid and you pop it off in a shaker thing. Um, it's about three and a half inches tall, probably a couple inches wide. And uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's called like barbecue rub. It's coffee and garlic based, and we've been putting on everything that we've been putting on the grill. It's not just for like, you know, doing a rack of ribs or something. We've put it on burgers, um, we've put it on chicken, um, put it on these little minute steaks that we're going to throw on our subs tonight. Um, it's really good. And since I've started using that, I haven't been using anything else. Nothing else compares. So Trader Joe's. Let's see if I can find it on my phone. I'll hold, hold it up for you. <laughs> Trader Joe's barbecue rub. There it is. $3.43 on Amazon. So even if you don't have Trader Joe's where you live. Can I get that up there? Yeah, there you go. Trader Joe's barbecue rub, coffee and garlic. It is so good. And yes, you can get it on Amazon.com. Trust me on this, folks. All right, let's give a book away. Um, I guess I can shut that now. And here's what we're going to do. If you don't already have a copy of this book, and if you live outside of the United States, um, honestly, it always costs more for us, like way more to ship these books than to actually buy them. And because Amazon doesn't deliver to all countries, we've had problems with deliverability. So I hate to say it, but don't vote or don't, don't, don't play the game if you're like, if you live in Ireland or South America or Germany or Japan. Um, Marion Laird loves this book so much. Everybody who's got this book loves this book so much. Um, it's a great book, extremely comprehensive. 
Um, Brad Gray, Canada is iffy. We've had some success. No, Pierre, sorry, Hong Kong, out of the question. I'm, I thought of you when I was saying that, actually. San Diego, no, I may actually deliver it, but I'll drive down there, Tom, and, and drop one off. Um, and I'll bring some buffalo wings. <laughs> anyway, uh, here we go. So type a plus one, and then Liz is going to go like this up and down the chat room list and go boink, and whoever the fickle finger of fate lands on, they get a copy of this incredibly excellent book. Yes, start now. Pick this one, Liz. Subtle, Brad, really subtle. <laughs> and when Liz has picked one, she will announce it in the chat room. Can I ship buffalo wings to the UK? I can tell you how to make them. Um, <laughs> I missed you. Yes, Brad. I've missed you so. Um, remind me right after the, we do the book drawings and I will tell you how to make incredibly good, super authentic, real deal buffalo wings. Jay Brunel, you are the big winner. Woohoo! So, Jay, here's what you do is send an email that says book winner, um, Steve Barden book winner, and send that to TaxiTV at Taxi.com, and Liz will send you out a book. You should have it in your hands in about a week. All right. Yay. Jay has... <laughs> All right, uh, great job on that. And let's give away a copy of Robin Frederick's best-selling, amazing book that everybody seems to love. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have one to hold up because uh, I thought I was going to have a, a new box of books today and they didn't arrive. But I will show you basically the cover kind of looks like these different color scheme. It's got kind of a turquoise thing instead of the orange, red, or purple. Um, yep, it is a great book. Everybody loves that book. So we're going to give one of those away. Again, same rules. I'm so sorry to say that if you live outside of the U.S., um, I'm sorry. What can I say? Um, and it's not just because we're cheap. Sometimes it's just impossibly hard. And, and the shipping is like way more cost expensive um than the books so here we go plus one and liz will go and pick a winner now i'm starving all i can think about is throwing something on the grill Robbie, we don't. We've tried giving away Amazon gift cards to people who are outside the U.S. that we couldn't ship the book to, 
And they, a couple of them wrote back and said, oh, great. There's been, you know, like these earbuds that I've wanted for a long time. I'm putting the money towards that. We want people to read the books. Laura Principato is the winner. Congratulations, Laura. You know the drill. Um, send uh, TaxiTV at Taxi.com. An email um, in the subject line, uh, Robin Frederick book winner, and give Liz your home address, your mailing address, um, and she will send out the book as soon as uh, our shipment apparently got delayed. So as soon as the book gets to us within 48 hours, we'll package one up and send it out to you. You are going to love that book. Um, okay, first things first. Let's talk and get your pencils or your notepads or your whatever's out. I am going to tell you how to make buffalo chicken wings that will blow you away. This is the real deal, authentic recipe. Um, here, let me, I need a visual aid for this. Okay. All right. Step number one. You're better off buying the chicken wings already segmented into the drumettes and then the little wing section. Um, you can buy whole wings and cut them, but frankly, I've known people that have really hurt themselves cutting wings apart and definitely don't try to cut them when they're still fairly frozen. But if you do decide to segment your own wings, first of all, the average person will eat about 10 segments, okay? Um, like a, a really hungry larger man might eat 20 of them. Um, somebody who's not a big eater might eat five or six. So. 10 is kind of the average segments, not 10 wings. So if you're gonna cut them up, you separate them at the joint and then you throw the pointy little part at the end, you know, that looks like that, throw that out. Or use it for, go to catfishing with it. Be great bait for catfishing. So now you've got your segments. Wash them, put them in a big stainless bowl, wash them off really well in the sink. Wouldn't hurt to mix a, a tablespoon of kosher salt, not regular salt, kosher salt, which is less salty, in with the water while you um, rinse them. Um, then dump the water out, put them out, uh, lay a cutting board out on your counter and put paper towels down, like two layers, three layers of paper towels on a cutting board. Take the drained wings, lay them out, and pat them dry. And once you do that, then get rid of the paper towel that's underneath it and take about two tablespoons of kosher salt. Spread the wings out. Let's assume that you've got like a, a medium-sized cutting board filled with wings laid out pretty evenly on the board. So take uh, like a tablespoon, maybe two. One should do it though, I guess of kosher salt, put it in the palm of your hand and then take your fist and go like this because the kosher salt is pretty crystal-like, um, big crystals, and you want to get a little finer. So do this and spread the salt over the wings and let the salt just sit there on the wings for anywhere from 15 minutes to a half hour. It will really absorb into the skin and this is important. 
Next thing you do is you get corn oil. Um, and I'm giving you the unhealthy version of this because they just taste better. Um, I generally now do them on the grill, but they're just not as good as the deep fried version. So don't use canola oil, don't use olive oil, don't use grapeseed oil, use good old corn oil. High cholesterol, you're not gonna eat this, well, you might end up eating it once a week. It's definitely not the healthiest meal in the world. So corn oil in either a deep fryer, if you've got one with the basket thingy in it, I don't, I just use like a big soup pot and put in about six inches of oil and get that oil hot, but not so hot that it begins to smoke, but you gotta get it nice and hot. And when you think it's hot enough, gently and be careful doing this so you don't splash hot oil on your face or your favorite t-shirt um, take one wing and drop it in there and if it starts to you know rapidly cook then you know the oil is hot enough then put the other wings in there there's no amount of time i don't put a timer on it um, just look for when the wings get golden brown and, and you're not putting any coating no flour no breadcrumbs nothing just the wings with nothing but the kosher salty let's sit on it for a while when they start when the skin starts to look brown and bubbly and crispy pull those babies out and drain them on a paper towel or maybe a colander sitting over a paper plate you want to get as much of that oil off as you can and then put them in a a big stainless steel bowl or any it doesn't have to be stainless could be ceramic or glass whatever but you're gonna need a pretty big bowl and then oh while the wings are deep frying i forgot to tell you this part this is the only anybody who makes buffalo chicken wings without frank's louisiana hot sauce is wrong you're just doing it wrong i don't care what brand you think you should use or i can't get this i'm gonna use something else you can get this on Amazon. They are only authentic if you use this, okay? So don't chicken out. Don't try another brand. Um, I will hear about it, and I will come to your house, okay? So you take the red hot sauce and put that in a small pot, you know, like a little six-inch pot on a fairly low heat. You don't want to make it boil. Um, just Fill up that pot about yay deep, a couple inches deep, and then take butter or margarine. I told you this is not health food. Um, take like three, four tablespoons, heaping tablespoons of um, soft butter or margarine and mix that in with the Frank's hot sauce until it's about the color of tomato soup and make sure it's not boiling or bubbling. Um, there's a lot of vinegar in this stuff and you will boil the vinegar out if you overdo it. And the vinegar is part of what makes the magic happen. So then take your finger and dip your finger in it and do one of those and wait about a minute because the heat does creep up on you um, and see what you think. And if you go, it's not hot enough, then add more of the magic sauce. If you think it's a little hotter than you would like, add a little more butter. Meanwhile, before all this starts, whoever is near you in the kitchen, put them to work in chopping some uh, celery into pieces that are roughly four inches long and make some ranch dressing or blue cheese dressing on the side. The Bob's blue cheese dressing in the big jar, really good for this. <clears throat> so now you take the wings that you've just deep fried, 
and you've put them in the big mixing bowl and you take this sauce and don't drench it in the sauce, but coat them well, you know, um, drizzle it over, but drizzle it over liberally. And then uh, don't do this with your hands because the wings will still be hot, but get a couple like big wooden spoons and toss those babies and toss them and toss them and toss them and then put them on a plate and have the blue cheese or the ranch dressing and the celery there and make some french fries too. Um, and voila, these will be so good um, that it'll blow your mind. And this is the official recipe. I was taught this by the people that invented buffalo wings in Buffalo about 42, 43 years ago. They actually pulled me in the kitchen and showed me how to do it. So there you have it. The recipe does now um, reside on the back of the Frank's Louisiana, Louisiana hot sauce bottle, but I don't think they talk about laying the wings out and letting the kosher salt soak in, and that makes a big difference. And they don't, I don't think the recipe says use corn oil. Corn oil, you can get it hot enough to where it won't start smoking and you want to get that oil really hot because you want the wings to cook quickly and the skin to really crisp up. Um, how many coyotes are where? <laughs> yeah, that's what I should do is put some, some uh, buffalo chicken wings on a paper plate out in the backyard, let the coyotes eat that. They will be... Uh, regretting that meal for quite some time. Anyway, uh, you guys will love these, trust me. Um, I don't know what temperature. I've never bothered to stick a, a cooking thermometer in the oil. I can just see, when you see the oil start to roll a little bit on top, take a wing and put it in there, and if it immediately just starts cooking like crazy, it's hot enough. But just keep an eye on And you will find out, by the way, that the more wings you cook, if you do like two or three batches because you've got a big crowd, the chicken fat that burns off the wings does dilute the effectiveness or the efficacy, as I like to say, of the oil. So the first batch is always the crispiest and best. The subsequent batches will be like five or 10% less good with each batch. Um, ooh, buffalo groundhog legs. I love those. <laughs> Nothing like a groundhog leg, huh? Um, yeah, the Himalayan rock salt, you know, I've got some and I use it on some stuff. There's just something magical. Just trust me, go with the kosher salt, cheapest snot, by the way, and, uh, and definitely go. You will find that they make uh, the red hot sauce. They make a, a version of it called wing sauce where they've already mixed in the butter. And honestly, it's pretty good. So if you want to skip the step of trying to find the right blend of butter and sauce, it's really not that hard. But I'm telling you, I never use recipes. I never use measuring spoons. I do everything by feel and uh, this works out great. Uh, it just is awesome. My language is so fancy. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is amazing, trust me. Uh, and you can do these on the grill, it's just not as good. But if you do them on the grill, um, don't pull them off where the skin is still kind of rubbery. Let that skin get, you know, burn it a little, make them crispy. You want to see some bubbles on those wings. Um, Frank's is killing it tonight on ads. 
You mean because everybody's Googling it and now they're getting Franks all over their uh, their website? All right. Well, guys, been great hanging with you. Thank you so much to all the people who, uh, who made the great music that we listened to tonight. Congratulations to all of them for making great music. And uh, we were supposed to have um, Adam Watts as my guest on today, but he was going to be somewhere with bad connectivity. So maybe we'll have him on next week. Um, but I'm actually hoping I sent an email earlier to uh, Henry Winkle, who's a member that I have tremendous affection for. Um, he's a very smart guy, very um, acerbic sense of humor that I personally love. Uh, but he, he's very smart. And uh, he sent me a really nice email some days ago just saying, you know, you were right and I was wrong. And we all love to hear we're right. <laughs> and I read the email and I smiled. And I thought, you know, I got to have him on the show because he he's kind of like a canary in the coal mine um henry um learned to trust me pretty early in in our relationship as you know business owner and customer and, and we've become friends over the last five six seven years whatever it's been um so he'll do stuff that is maybe counterintuitive um and then finds out that i was giving him great advice and i love that about him because he's a strong enough person to go, you know, you're right. So let's find out what Henry thought I was right about, uh, and maybe it'll be helpful to you guys as well. So I will see you next week for another incredibly exciting episode. Oh, don't forget to hit the like button before you go away. Uh, another incredibly wonderful episode of Taxi TV Live. Bye-bye, you guys.